0: What up everybody, it's Hoppy. Uh, what up B-Rod? What up Naked Porch? What up Jody B? What up Foxy? Uh, what up Bro Ron? What up all you motherfuckers out there? Uh, I ain't got time to do three minutes of shoutouts, but uh, if y'all wasn't paying attention yesterday, uh, kinda got a little, a little battle going between, uh, Michael Bice being and me. And that's uh, that's your current middleweight champion in the UFC. Coming up, putting his title on, uh, Title on the line, gonna fight, uh, Georgia St. Paul here for too long. USC 217, but, uh, this man, uh, GSP, he ain't even fought in four years. And, I, and I hope to God he comes out the closet and just fucking mollywops Vice Fiend, dog, Just, just mollywops him and takes that title. Cause this is a, a bitch motherfucker. He's, uh, on, on Twitter uh, running it all day yesterday, talking about how we got to ban guns in America, get rid of the Second Amendment, all this shit. Let me remind you all before I even get started, this bitch is English. He ain't even from here. He can't vote here. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, you have no opinion, because you're making millions of dollars over here in America... A country that succeeded from the bitch ass queen where you come from, and you over here making all this motherfucking money off of us, and all you want to do is run your fucking dick sucker about our laws. Shut the fuck up. If you don't like, and take your ass back over to England and fight some fucking people over there. So anywho, I calmly said, you know, uh, responded was like, you know, I don't know who you are or, or uh, none of that. I didn't until yesterday. And uh, but Chicago is our example. If you want to see what happens when you make guns illegal, just go to Chicago murder capital of our country. Criminals do not buy guns at the gun store. But I'm not getting into to, uh, to that debate right here. Uh, what I got to say is, that, you know, we was going back and forth, cussing each other out. I challenged this motherfucker to a fight. Come your ass to Kentucky. He shut the fuck up. Now, you know, maybe he just didn't want to get into it on Twitter, whatever. But uh, still, I challenged the UFC champion to a fight, and he shut the fuck up. So that means something. So anywho, uh, I ain't playing. I ain't no fucking keyboard warrior. Bring your ass out here, motherfucker. Uh, he's all happy today that Conor McGregor picked him to win the fight. Well, both of them got something in common. They got huge, over egos and talk a whole bunch of goddamn shit. And look what happened to Conor. I picked Mayweather. Go back and read my motherfucking Twitter. I can't stand that motherfucker either. I ain't got no beef with him. I just don't like his style. But this motherfucking body spin, fuck you. I hope you run your fucking mouth all the way up to the day of the fight and get whooped. And then you can come out here to Kentucky and get whooped again. I don't give a fuck. You hit like a bitch, brother, especially for MMA. So let me tell you, you want to come to Kentucky, get the fight on TV, have a neutral ref, we go at it, don't be a bitch, bro. Hoppy, Out.
1: You are now listening to Random Ramblings with
2: Rock. Random Ramblings Rock.
1: Yay!
2: Ramblings yeah. rock. Rambling yeah. rock. Yeah! Yeah! Lead to the all o to the beat coming at you with the funny random rambling talking about all the awesome things that'll make that rain Sunday sunny yeah it's hot and popping fireball dropping come get your laugh on yeah it's a concept you know he be rocking rob got the facts and all of the gossip it don't matter where you are or who you with you gotta tune right in bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends Be robbie be lit. tune me in your crib in your whip at your job he got new shows every sunday rambling,
1: here we go
3: what up everybody this is your boy b rob and i am back with another edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast if you're a first time listener i thank you for uh, turning in and listening to this uh, random show and if you're an old existing listener i don't mean to call you old in the sense of your age i mean like you've listened to this before multiple times uh welcome back and um got a guest this week um we talk a little bit of subject matter that uh hits a little near and dear to me um my guest this week is a fellow marine and i i used to say former marine because because um you know usually when you get out retire whatever i mean you say ex-marine or whatever but um we were taught that you're a never not a Marine I guess unless you do something heinous or despicable then you can get the fuck on with that shit (laughs) but I mean if you um, separate medically you retire out you just decided you had enough of the active duty side or even the reservist side I mean you part ways I mean you don't stop being a Marine you're a Marine 24-7 so I'm gonna say uh, fellow Marine because that's what he is my guess is Turk the marine guy and it's funny that he gets that name because you know he's a guy he was in the marine corps active uh, well not active duty he was a reservist but um I come to know this guy because of RBR weekly wrestling talk and um he called in a couple times he's a fan of the show as am I and um when they brought up the fact that he was a Marine at the time, I was still on active duty and I was like, oh, shit, it's another Marine. I need to seek this person out and talk to him. You uh, know, we became friends on Facebook. I mean, we didn't have like deep dialogue and that like that. You know, he shoot me some uh, funny videos and I would uh, in turn do the same thing, you know, comment on posts and stuff like that. But we never held down a full length of conversation until. I would say today, but we didn't actually have this conversation today. We had it a couple of weeks ago, but um, you get the point. We um, I got him on the podcast on the strength of, you know, we're both fans of the podcast. RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk and um, that we shared a similar bond, not by blood, but tradition and uh, camaraderie and love for this wonderful country that seems to be in turmoil and going through some shit right now, but I'm rambling. That's what I do. Um, It gets a little touchy, you know, going through this uh, podcast because a lot of stuff that he was talking about hits home. You know, we spoke about PTSD. Well, he did a lot of the speaking and me as a podcaster, I can only speak for myself. I really enjoy it when I don't have to say shit, <laughs> you know, I mean, I just kind of rein in the guests and, um, you know, if they run out of things to talk about, I, you know, I just throw some random questions out there and try to keep the thing moving. But whenever um, I have a guest on and they just kind of take helm of the ship and everything I rather enjoy that because I mean I'm getting to know this person I don't usually some of the times when I have guests on I don't know them from anybody you know Adam or Eve or whatever the fuck I don't know these people but um hence the reason they're on the show because I have a genuine curiosity or we share common interests so he just ran with the ball man as soon as I told him we was on He was now just going. So I really appreciate stuff like that. Anyway, um, what I'm saying, it it was near and dear to me because um, it was talk about PTSD, um, you know, just general problems, you know, certain. I mean, I think all of us kind of deal with it in a way, you know, as far as service members go. And um, he just tells his story as far as that. And, um, you know, suicide, which is really big in the military. And it's not even, you know, in, you know, combat zones and everything like that. It's like after, you know, after the deployment and everything. And, um, you know, I never thought about, uh, committing suicide, but there was many times, and, you know, I, I talked to my wife about it to where I felt like, I would be better off on a deployment or just somewhere, you know, away from everybody, you know, I didn't want to be bothered. I mean, there was times to where I would get real irritable, which is not really in my character. You know, I would zone out and um, not even want to be, you know, bothered by anybody, you know, I just wanted to sit in a room, And uh, play games or just lay around and, you know, that was just kind of what it was, you know, when I got really down. And then even, you know, separating within this past year, uh, it hit me kind of hard the first couple of weeks, you know, because a lot was going on. Our future wasn't certain. You know, all I knew is, you know, this thing that I did for 16 years and two months, um, I'm not doing it anymore. And that doesn't even have to be necessarily um, military related. I mean, it could be anything. You do something for extended amount of time, you know, and then all of a sudden you're not doing it anymore. I mean, that's going to take a toll on you mentally somehow, you know, and uh, PTSD isn't just limited to, you know, military stuff. I mean, it could be anything car accidents, um, sexual assaults, you know, anything traumatic can trigger PTSD. And, um, you know, you wind up waking up in the middle of life, reliving those memories. And it's just it it sucks. And um, usually the result of um, some people not being able to handle that is they turn to suicide which sucks 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 I can't say it sucks enough because it really does because I mean you are taking yourself out of the equation and it doesn't just it affects everyone around you you know and um, you know this is not like my show man I, I, we don't get on any Samba stuff like that we try to keep it upbeat and up beating up tempo. but I mean this is important shit to hear man because uh, truth be told, I thought this whole conversation between me and Turk was going to go a whole different way. I was going to bring up the fact that we, you know, I found out about him and he was a Marine through our weekly wrestling talk, like I said before. And we was just going to talk about all kinds of wrestling. How did he find out about the podcast and, um, you know, how did he become a wrestling fan? And then it just went a whole different way. And um, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad we had to talk. And um, I hope his words that he says and uses during this podcast, uh, you know, help someone else out. As that was his intention. That was his purpose on um being on the podcast to tell his story. And I know once upon a time, you know, I asked way back um if you wanted to be on the podcast, and you know, you kind of. He kind of turned me down without saying no. He's just like, I don't think I'd be any good at it, and you know, yada yada yada. He fed me some bull, but um, he came around, and you know, I'm I'm glad he did. But without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and jump into this edition of the Random Rounds of Rob Podcast featuring Turk, the Marine guy. In in my estimation, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Because, uh, damn, I found out about you through uh, RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk.
2: Yes. Do you even still listen to that? I do, actually. Um, <laughs> it's still a little guilty pleasure of mine uh, listening to those guys. Um, and ex- and especially now that I know that uh, me and Will actually went to school together. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean,. Like what it was like middle school or something I forgot how it went because I think I brought it up on the show didn't you?
2: Yeah, uh, we went to middle school together and then uh, one year of high school before I got put into foster care. So um, it was in Aurora, Colorado. Ooh. Yeah. Foster care. Well, eh, just things happened with my dad, and so I was just in a, a group home until it was time to uh, emancipate, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then from there uh, emancipated, worked a little bit, and then um I worked at like a I worked at Del Taco and I was <laughs> I became a manager um and during one of the night shifts a uh, recruiter was uh, came through the drive-thru and i saw him and i was like well i used to want to be a marine when i was younger i was like fuck it and you know i asked him where where i could find him and he was all happy as shit <laughs> there,
3: there so, you go i mean shit if i was him i would have been happy too it's like probably at the end of the day goddamn i'm fucking I was tired 6 in the morning oh what do you mind? <laughs> oh yeah i'm sleepy cuz i'm tired <laughs> from the night before <laughs> oh yeah and then um, I go to go get my breakfast for my um, so I can go hit these streets and get on the recruiting grind and bam they're just jumping out the drive-through window on me
2: <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty much it and um I went in right after uh, right after I got a shift and drove down there and was talking with them and yeah and then signed paperwork um, originally was supposed to go active duty um and then just it was a weird thing man. <laughs> I was supposed to go active duty. I was supposed to uh, be a armorer, um, an armory tech guy. Yeah. Um, it was twenty-one eleven. was my original MOS and started to go through boot camp. Halfway through, uh, my recruiter shows up at boot camp uh, because he's leaving the recruiting, you know, and then he's going back to his regular unit. And he was like, hey, just want to let you know you're not going active duty. You're going to be a reservist and i was like what the hell you know i signed you know i signed a contract for active duty i've been you know doing all this and i was like am i even getting the mos he's like oh yeah you're still gonna get the mos he's like but you're gonna be a reserves i was like how is that possible like i was like i read everything that you know you put in front of me he's like well one day you didn't yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that and sounds I was like, about but, right like,
2: he was like yeah he was like uh, Second to the last day Before I uh, sent you off to maps I uh, You know We were He was like When we were having lunch I was like Son of a bitch <laughs> And that motherfucker Was there in his Fucking Blues and everything So I got smoked Like Five seconds afterwards Oh man!
3: And for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with the terminology, smoked is when your drill instructor takes you out into the pit or wherever he designates to um,
2: physically kill you. Or wherever the fuck he's standing.
3: Yeah, (laughs) physically kill you. I ain't talking about like murder with knives and guns. I was talking about like uh, PT is a physical training, jumper jacks, up and downs, all that shit.
2: Yeah, sit down on the ground. Now stand up. Sit down again. Do push-ups on your face, on your back. You know, stupid shit like that.
3: Now, on that same, on that same topic, man, what is the like? All right, looking back on it now, what what do you think is like the most simplest, most painful thing they ever ha- somebody ever had you do?
2: Oh, that easy. Uh, for two hours straight, I had to do like a diamond push-up. Oh no! With a ruler on my uh, wrists. And then a ruler, um, in between on, uh, like bouncing on that ruler, touching my nose. What? Yeah. So you get the diamond, diamond position, you go halfway down, he put a ruler on my wrist and then he put a ruler in between my nose and that ruler. And I had to balance both of them. Fuck your It couch. sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fell plenty of times. That's why it, it lasts two hours. Cause that shit sucked i was the worst i've i've never sweat so much <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> by doing so little kind of thing it sucked so bad
3: well i mean what, i think what somebody had me do uh my journal instructor brought me in the di hut because now oh, I, I, I broke you broke you broke i broke the golden rule whenever you walk past the di hut you're supposed to turn your head away you're never supposed mm-hmm. to look in there and never
2: uh, don't don't look the hell yeah, oh,
3: so uh, Recruit Robinson turned his head oh. and, and happened to catch eyes with the drill instructor. And he's like, come here, Robinson. L- l- let me talk to you real quick. And he made me sit with my back against the wall, you know, in an electric chair position. Oh, and, fuck that. And he gave me two Q-tips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> made me hold them between my thumb and um, my pointer finger and just do little circles.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, or, or even worse, uh, those little hand towels. Do you ever oh, have yeah, to yeah. just stand there? Hold a handheld up taut?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh
3: man. So
2: so so you're a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, you you know. Um, when you went in, was your last name forever bitch? Like, cause at least when I went through, everyone was bitch. You 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 were called bitch, that was your name, you better answer to it. But see, that, that, that's the
3: thing. I think, I think that, that came after. That was like another generation of Marines that was going through. Cause like, when I went through, it was always recruit and dumbass and, you know, basic shit. Never been called a bitch. But, um, when I went back to the depot, um, I wasn't a drill instructor or nothing. I just went back as, um, a black shirt. I was, um, out there on page field and the repel tower and the gas chamber okay. and all the other stuff well, Oh, so, so you were
2: one of the nice guys yeah, well, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so i was out there and you know i work hand in hand with the drill instructor so i got to peek behind the curtain to see how that shit go down but when i was there i was there on paris island for like about oh, two, fuck that place yeah i was there for about like two years and um i think it was just that generation of marine that was coming through that that all the drill instructors called them all bitches
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there, there was a point where if if they said bitch three guys started running because yeah you know if you don't Somebody or even if they call in. you by the wrong last name you better understand that they're talking to you mm-hmm. i i was called escalada i think once um <laughs> when uh when i graduated yeah that, that's usually how <laughs> i it was works. enchilada uh espinosa esparza um <laughs> escalade um uh, <laughs> let's see uh let's yeah esky got got from one of them for some odd reason i have no clue why or what the fuck that even meant <laughs>
3: I don't know Eskimo <laughs>
2: <laughs> from California.
3: They we're in San Diego. <laughs> hey man, you you know how nicknames work in the Marine Corps. It's always some like <laughs> always some stupid something stupid. It's always the polar opposite of whatever it is, or it was just something redundant. <laughs> Definitely, man. Like all right, um, B Rob, me Black Rob. That's why because I was they had two <laughs> they had two Robinsons in my unit. <laughs> One was white, one yep. was black. So I, by default, I was black, Rob.
2: <laughs> and see, and and it wasn't even like a racist thing, though, yeah. right? It was always just like, well, you're, you know, you're black, black, because so. <laughs> that's how you're, you're darker than this other Robertson. Yeah, because
3: that's it, it, just how you. It's just how you were saying a little while ago. If you know, it was two Robinsons. so they would call us over the PA, and we both show up. He's oh. like, not you, the black one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Man, I do have to say I, I was lucky that you know my last name is very distinctive. So yeah, once I got to the the fleet, quote unquote, well, it was a reservist, so that was fun-ish-ish. Ish. But you know, it, it was it was it it was a different experience than what I was expecting, um, and definitely a different experience from what I've heard from other buddies that that did go active or that was active you know during the time that i went kind of thing yeah. and it's a it's it's a different pace but we all get deployed mm-hmm, you know yeah. um and whether we're ready or not you get deployed Yeah, it is kind like, of thing
1: yeah fuck
3: your uh, pouch. you
2: are, oh yeah you're, you're guaranteed um once every three years a unit is guaranteed to deploy. Whether it's to an actual combat zone like Afghanistan, um, or if it's to a place like uh the unit went to Djibouti, Africa Uh-oh. right as I or right after you, Yeah. You was all like, right after, Djibouti, huh? after I joined them. <laughs> oh no, no, no. They uh, <laughs> they they had just gotten back when I joined, okay. kinda thing. Okay when i joined the unit finally and so everyone fucking oh if you didn't go to Djibouti or boot or you know uh let's see here oh they loved all non djibouti lance corporals <laughs> or below for uh what was that a field uh was that a field day not not field day a working party yeah fuck i hated it because i you know I was pfc whatever but automatically didn't matter, and then once I once I became a lance corporal, still again, if you to go to Jabuti, Jabuti. <laughs> that's so like really you went to, you went to Africa, <laughs> you went to Africa, and you're calling me a boot? Come on, man.
3: Yeah, that's something a boot would say.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: but yeah,
2: and then, um, but that 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 went away after a while because you know after about a year and a half, everyone's like, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> You know. Like calm down. You went to Africa, and you sat on a base all day. Shut up.
3: You know. See, I don't think that aspect of being reservist would have been pretty cool. Because I mean, um, I was active duty for like sixteen years. So I mean, I've been on deployments, but it was only to Iraq and Afghanistan. I never had the opportunity. Well, I had the opportunity to go to you know Japan and everything, but at the time, you know, I was a single parent with my um, my older two kids and i didn't want to you know do the hustle well, with yeah yeah trying to exactly you know you,
2: you had other priorities it's you know so and it's hard sometimes to to especially as a single parent to deploy and is or, or to go off to other duty stations or like b billets you know things like that it's it's tough um i i would have no idea how would it, I would have done it if I was a single parent, because I'm not a parent, and I couldn't even imagine doing that now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and all the different stuff of because an active duty, you what you're gone in a four years presence. How many times do you deploy? Shit. Uh, At least once, right? Or yeah. twice? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Depending on the unit. Yeah, depending on the unit, yeah a year you know and that's a deployments anywhere between nine months and what a uh, almost a year and a half or some some units yeah I've heard that's yeah. insane
3: in the membrane
2: that is <laughs> I was single for most of my Marine Corps career so I'd you know fuck it if, if we deployed sweet that's just more money for me yeah exactly <laughs> you know there's more time I don't have to work at Del Taco <laughs> <laughs> It's you know, like, because
3: like with the res- uh, with the reserve size and everything, I mean, I know oh yeah. you still get to work and everything. But if you have to go, I mean, you work depending on where you are, I guess they be like, "All right, will hold this spot for you till you come back after a certain amount of time or some shit. Right. So was that the situation with Del Taco?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, there were a lot. Of, actually, I got fired one time uh, when I did my annual training. So you go you go at least one week in a month, every month, mm-hmm. except for the summertime. The summertime, you go for two full weeks, you get a nice, nice little check depending on your, you know, rank. You know, I was a Lance Corporal, so I got a thousand bucks, which was awesome just to have. (laughs) Um, but Del Taco did read, I guess, a little because you get a little pamphlet every single month of, hey, next month, this is the drill date, not gonna be able to work these days. Yeah. When AT comes, they give you the same thing, but hey, during, you know, these two weeks, I'm gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's against a lot of fire. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the manager didn't read it correctly or forgot and fired. me.
3: Yeah. Kind of and like so, how you yeah. did with your recruiter, you know, <laughs> you just didn't read it that time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but yeah. No, and then uh, when I came back, I was like, look, I gave you the paper and I even showed them and everything because um, I had them signed every single one of them. So I was like, fuck that. I'm never going to get fired, you know, for doing something, you know, for the country and everything like that. So I always, I always had them sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I got my job back. (laughs) And then when it came to deploying, it got to a point where I was like, well, I don't want to work fast food anymore. You know, like I'm about to, you know, go to Afghanistan and, and be in a part of Afghanistan that uh, no unit has gone before. And 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 I know that sounds like you know (laughs) Star Mm -hmm. Wars or Star Trek, but Mm -hmm. we were the our unit was the farthest south any Marine Corps unit has gone in Afghanistan at that time. And so in my mind I was like, well, shit. (laughs) You know, we're we have these big ass vehicles, and when you have big ass vehicles, what do they like to do? Just IED city all over the place. Oh yeah. You know, and so I was like, fuck that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over there. Come home with 33. $30,000, you know, and still work at Del Taco. (laughs) So I quit before, uh, went on deployment, Um, had some crazy shit happen with our CO there. It was, um, so we we got to Afghanistan and we were on Camp Leatherneck.
3: Hey, I've been there. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And while we were there. Matter of fact, that was my last deployment. In the Marine Corps Nice Wow uh, I was there oh uh, nine to 2010 Okay And um, It was still It's probably gotten bigger if, if your last appointment Was any sooner than that um, It's probably gotten bigger Since then But oh, yeah. It was huge When I was there
3: Well shit is Shit I, The last time I was there Was a. Uh, my last deployment was 2012,
2: 2013. So it was Okay. Huge. Oh, so they had the Wi Fi and everything because yes. they were just getting Wi-Fi. Yes. When we got there, we were like, What the fuck is you got Wi-Fi?
3: <laughs> I know. That's how I caught up on um that's how I got hooked on Game of Thrones. I I was able to watch all the current seasons there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so we're we're waiting at Camp Leatherneck to get all our vehicles, you know, ready and set to uh, you know, set up a cop out in, uh, Tagaz, that was going to be the city. Uh, it's the first city in between the border of Pakistan and Afghanistan. And so we were kind of, uh, we were there to teach the Afghani border patrol, which <laughs> that's being nice calling it that, um, how to patrol their borders and kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, so we were waiting to go out and our CEO Instead of waiting for the actual Orders to finally go out One day Gets tired of all the Facebook I guess And just says We're moving out in two days And we all went fuck yes finally <laughs> And we did And we took what Four vehicles for each platoon We had headquarters first Second and third and then we had Mortars so we had uh, man, About are. 20 yeah. 25-ish vehicles That we stole that-, <laughs> <laughs> that we stole and booked And just went, fuck it, we're going down The cop wasn't ready um, The place that we were supposed to be uh, Living in Wasn't, all the HESCO barriers weren't filled in yet Oh no <laughs> Oh yeah, that was, oh yeah Cause that made us feel good um, <laughs> Yeah, he got posted oh, wow. Two days Two days it took because we got there, and all of a sudden, everyone was like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, nothing's set up, nothing's, you know, nothing's ready. This, nothing's that you've been telling us. It's been, and one day, we see an Osprey come in. We see uh, some very shiny, you know, collars. Yeah. And we saw him just walk away. And then randomly, we have a new CEO who was our EXO from Tanks. And he gathered us all together and was like, "I'm your new CEO. That's it." Dumb, don't you?
3: Don't ain't that like on some mob shit though, man? Because like I've seen that happen before too. It's just like a motherfucker will be there, then all of a sudden he just gone, and a new dude is there in this
2: place, just like just done. Ended up, ended up. No conversation, no talking, no nothing. Just gone. Yeah. No. Done. no fa- don't even ask about it.
3: Yeah. No farewells or nothing, and they just clicking nope. like nothing ever happened.
2: Yep. When you get posted, you are fucked. It is done. You fucked up royally. I think he lost rank. Oh, I believe he did. Because they send his ass home. Oh, also, we had the battalion first sergeant who fucked up, too. Um, Before we left, you know how you do billeting and all that stuff. And depending on where you live, you get a bigger check and a different check for you know where you live right
1: yes
2: well he puts san francisco because oh, california no. that's the most expensive the highest, place to live yeah. he didn't live in san francisco no <laughs> he lived in like escondido okay which is like north of san diego it is, it's near camp pendleton so he got posted from his spot the day before we left for uh the day before we got on the buses and uh left the states just randomly all right gents i gotta go bye (laughs) not going on deployment with you and we're like what the fuck
0: and And this
2: motherfucker looked like jim carrey okay he had the jaw and he would he would give these long ass speeches and he would talk about i got my car you know if you want it i'll give it to you it doesn't matter and he had this big ass jaw, and my buddy would call him uh, "I'm the jaw," and this is the law, because that's how you know <laughs> you talk like that. His dumbass got posted, you know. It was it was crazy, man. Um, shenanigans afoot all throughout the deployment, because <laughs> we had so we had our unit, and then we had a unit, uh, like I said, of these. Afghani patrol people who never had any military experience. Exactly. Never had any job experience outside of working on a farm. Didn't have any kind of knowledge of a weapon. We had one dude who shot himself in the thigh. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was on post because we're, you know, we're trying to teach him how to, to be on post and all that shit. And he's fucking around. And he shot himself right in the thigh. Uh, had to shove my thumb in the hole because he kept ripping out this uh, the, the skimmy shirt that I was trying to plug it with. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, because for the next three weeks, I was like, wait, do I got AIDS? Because this motherfucker was uh. dirty.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, what like, else? You, what else? You better than me.
3: I probably would uh, have stuck a stick in there and broke it off. I ain't sticking anything <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, it, it was, you know, cause it was loud. I was, uh, our maintenance bay was right next to post two, which is the post that he was on and we heard it and we we're like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Cause it was, it was random. Nothing had been going on. Um, it was two weeks away from, or two weeks before, two weeks before we had rockets, uh, rpgs pretty much uh they had three of them they shot towards our base but they were completely off so they just flew over us it was actually pretty funny yeah. um because <laughs> you look up because you know you hear the whistle and you know all throughout training all you've been told is you know when the rocket goes off or when rpg goes off at least it makes a whistle sound and you better fucking look and hide somewhere yeah and so well, we hear the whistle but then we kind of look up and it and it <laughs> it looks like the uh um what are those uh air force fighter the blue jets or some shit like that the blue angels <laughs> the blue angels looked like three blue angels were just flying in the sky because it was just a trail of smoke and we looked up and you could just see it and we're like oh that's way above us it was a mile out when it finally landed
3: Man, and let's just think about that too. I mean, um, we we go through all this training, you know, you duck and cover, you know, vehicle yeah. rollover training, and all this stuff, house clearing, and all that stuff. Like just just for you, like the RPG stuff and the mortars and all that shit. I think it's just crazy that we go through all that training and, you know, it kind of teaches you how to be scared or, or not scared, just to be alert. But after a yeah. while, you go through that shit so much, it's just like, here, incoming, boom, something hitting you, just like, huh, they're shooting mortars again.
2: <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you do kind of get dull to it, especially if um a lot of small stuff happens. Like, Alpha Company, which was the company I was with, uh, we were lucky; we sustained no casualties. Yeah. Okay, H had six guys. Uh, the battalion sergeant major died. Um, he was a uh, captain in the LAPD SWAT, um, everything like that. Him and his driver got taken out. Charlie Company got hit so many times that they were almost combat ineffective. Uh, for the listeners who uh, don't know what that means, combat ineffective means you've either sustained too many losses that you are not you're you know you're you're not effective to be in a combat zone. Mm-hmm. Um, they got hit by IEDs three days in a row in the same area, um, and they, I guess, just weren't paying enough attention or they, they weren't doing their 360 checks the way that they're supposed to, and just boom, boom, boom. Every time they tried to move the vehicle, they hit another one and another one, and it was three days in a row where they lost, I think it was like 20 guys. And yeah. that, that really fucked with me. Um, it fucked with a lot of us, actually. Because it was just one of those things of, we hadn't encountered IEDs yet where we were at. You know We we, we encountered them Blowing up uh, A bridge In the town Because they are pissed off That the Americans were here Kind of thing And that the townspeople Were cordial to us You know So they They blew the bridge That we used to Fucking walk over there Um We rebuilt it We had the rockets Um We had a firefight One night It was in the middle Of the fucking night Um But we think it was – because we had an outpost, okay? So there was this uh, – Tagaz was the town, and it was – there's a mountain that had an old castle. And it it was run down. You couldn't even tell there was a castle there. Mm -hmm. But we had a little outpost because that was the highest vantage point that you could just look down onto the city. So we had, I think, five guys up there and
3: one night. Whoa, 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 whoa. You had five I'm guys? Sorry? How did you how did get that out there? Was it
2: tasty? No,
1: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we had, yeah, we had five guys at that outpost and uh, the Afghan Border Patrol did a night patrol of the town just to, you know, because shit happens at night because it's dark. You can't see. So the best time that people are going to do IEDs or shenanigans or shit like that is at night time. They're walking around. One of the guys up on uh, the outpost sees them walking around, calls it in like, hey, I got activity. Well, the other guy on, uh, I guess, uh, the radio was like, oh, I have no clue about it. If they got weapons, take them out. So they started shooting. (laughs) And then they Then the guys on the ground Start shooting at them And you know All this ensues No one gets hurt No one gets hit Okay But Because Afghani border patrol Shot against United forces Or United States forces And they exchanged fire The guys on the hill All earned a car Which is a combat action ribbon Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah That was fun Um If I'm going to tell any stories from uh, my deployment, uh, the biggest one is my story, I guess. Uh, I was on post one night, and if you're on post, usually when you get off in the morning, you're on what's known as QRF, or the Quick Reaction Force. And pretty much for the next eight hours after you get off post, if anything happens, you're the first four or whoever dudes to go check whatever out. Kind of thing because everyone else is doing different things, you know, uh, different platoons are already either outside of the wire doing their own little, you know, thing. So each, you know, headquarters platoon takes care of the base. Um, we get a call that, uh, there is a big, just a big-ass truck like one of those trucks that you would uh you know people they drive with uh, like onions and stuff you know on the freeway like a big-ass truck and there's eight dudes and they're parked on the road that we use our main road and they're just chilling there um so we have to go out but we have to teach the afghan border patrol so this is the best opportunity to show them how to deal with this kind of situation. Oh, no. <laughs> so we took the Afghan border patrol, and uh, we had a instead of taking the road, we cut through the river. We had this tiny little river, um, waist high, I would say, at the deepest point. And we get through that. These motherfuckers took their boots off, took their pants off. What? Trousers and shit. Ah. Yeah. These motherfuckers took their shit off so they could stay dry. And then after we got out of the water, they're putting their shit back on and we're just like, what the f- motherfucker? Like, bitch, get the fuck are you What the fuck are you doing? There go that why you bitch. Again. Sh- you know, why the fuck did you take your shit off? you know what did do you not know what we're about to go fucking do there you know there and
3: so uh, so when whenever you said uh bitch, did like 30 marines just jump
2: out of trees and everything was like huh? Hey, you call me right <laughs> <laughs> fucking recruits started calling me no <laughs> uh <laughs> so we you know they get all up there and we start walking towards it and we see the vehicle and then we see a second vehicle and we're like, okay, great. Now we got you know two people in line, so there's definitely something going on on this road. Across the way, about 200 feet to the left, still on the same road, but on the other side of the road, there's this Afghani gardener, old ass dude. He looked like 183. <laughs> you know, he was oh, dude, like he had no muscle at all. It was just bone. He was he was black, but he was t- <laughs> like. <laughs> It was just it was weird. It was like a dark skeleton. Okay. I'm a Lance Corporal. I have a sergeant with me. I have a corp or I have a corporal with me and another Lance Corporal, but he's over dealing with the people on the truck. So, guess who has to go grab the gardener who might be next to an IED? Mm. <laughs> the Lance Corporal. <laughs> of course. So I, I kind of do this weird, like, walk around thing where I kind of just walk to the side, you know, just in case if people are watching or if this dude has a, you know, a trigger on him or anything, just in case, you know. So I take this kind of wide, you know, walk around and all throughout all these bushes. And if you've ever been to Afghanistan, shit's mm-hmm. a shithole. Mm-hmm. There's trash everywhere. There's trash from you you know us forces and stuff like that who either throw it in the trash and the wind blows up and you know even though we burn trash and shit um <laughs> <laughs> yeah you shit in a bag and then you burn that some bitch
3: um <laughs> or, or you throw it at people like i did <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you have piss tubes
3: no no
2: oh piss tubes are the best these are just pvc uh, i'm getting off topic but so there's just there's trash everywhere um i remember walking around a big bush and i was looking down a little bit but keeping my eye on the guy and i see a jerry can and a jerry can is a five gallon plastic can that can hold up to five gallons of gas so i was like oh fuck it whatever that's trash i was like oh I was like, I want to remember this just in case, you know, there's, you know, you know we got one more jerry can now, you know, for the vehicle because I was in the recovery vehicle. I start rocking towards the gardener and he's not at all paying attention to us at all. I'm yelling at him. I'm fucking water leg and all this stupid shit and that and, you know, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Dari, Adam, tell him to stand up, come here, all that stuff. Not listening. I throw a rock at him. And I felt bad, but I, you know, it got his attention. He looked up and I, you know, told him to come here. He starts walking towards me, tell him to, you know, lift up his dress, show me that he doesn't fucking, you know, have any bombs on him and shit. Mm-hmm. And told him to start walking in front of me. So I had him walk in front of me and I, I like pointed to my eyes and I pointed to the ground where there was my footsteps. And I just kind of did this thing of like, you know, follow Follow, my footsteps because I don't know what the fuck's out here. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we're following. We go back around that bush. But this time I'm coming from a different angle. I see orange cord before uh, you deploy. They put you through uh, different training scenarios, different classes. And in one of the classes, they tell you if you see orange, if you see red, if you see yellow those are detonation cords, hot wires, you know, shit like that. Uh, Shit's about to go boom. So I stop. This dumb motherfucker keeps walking because I told him, you know, and so he followed my footsteps. I'm still standing there. I'm looking down at it. Now instead of just one jerry can, I see three. Oh, shit. And, And they're all connected. So, I, you know, I yell to the sergeant and I and I say, uh, Godzilla, that was our um, code. That was our. Yeah. yeah, that was our code was Godzilla. And you had to say it in a, you know, a goofy Asian voice just because <laughs> the Sergeant liked it that way. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm standing on it. So he he grabs everyone and they all go into this little safe bubble around me. <laughs> and he's like screaming instructions at me. Don't move! Grab a cam light out of you know all this shit. Grab a cam light out of your bag. Mark the area. Try to you know walk out of your own steps. All this shit. I'm just like, well, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to add anything. So I, I kind of stood there for a couple minutes, and I was just like, all right, well, it hasn't gone off yet, so it might not be a pressure plate, but it could be. You know, it could be a pressure plate where once I let off, it goes off. Because they were talking about uh, talking about that. It could be a remote. The guy could just be waiting, you know, for more people to come closer and then boom. But, and then I was thinking, well, now he's seeing everyone else fucking move away. Uh, well, I <laughs> guess, guess it's over. Yeah. And I kind of, I just stood there. I was frozen. Um, cause I, 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 I don't know. I, I didn't want to die at that moment, you know, and I, I heard the sergeant yell at me one more time and it kind of snapped me out of it. And I took one of the um, IR chem lights that we have and I put it on the bush as lightly as I could, <laughs> <Gently>. <laughs> you know, as, as gently as possible and then said, all right, I'm stepping and took a deep breath and just started taking steps backwards. And I, I was able to get out of the situation. Um, but from that night on. Um, I started to have the dream of that day all over again Um, to the point where I would taste the sweat of how hot it was. I could smell the fucking rotted donkey down the road because we also thought that might have been a place for an IED, so we didn't even fucking touch it. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. They they were about to give me... um, what was it a, uh, um, Navy achievement medal, a NAM. Yeah. And one morning, because I've, it was 150 pounds of, of anal, which is, uh, ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder. And they said that 70 pounds of that shit would have taken out one of our vehicles. I was like, well, great. <laughs> I was standing on 150 of it. Sweet. And, uh, they were going to give me a NAM for that. And one morning um one of the guys kind of kicked me awake to go take out the trash and i was like i've done this you know every single day give me a day off he said fuck you i got up i started choking him um then we got separated then another fight ensued between me and another guy who separated me um yeah and so I got brought into the leadership tent and well, it was the, the detainee tent that we weren't using at the time. <laughs> yeah. That, that made me feel good. Yeah. Um, but with the leadership and uh, they told me, they were like, look, you can either have a Nam, or you can go back to being a PFC. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to get, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to get a Nam." And, and um, the Gunny, Gunny Williams, he looked at me and was like, you know, we, um, we should do both just in case mm-hmm. my heart dropped. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, God damn it. I was so close. I, I knew I had points. All I needed, all I needed was get through the deployment and I was going to get promoted kind of thing. Yeah. And he, he kind of let me sweat it out for like 30 seconds. It was the longest 30 <laughs> seconds of my life. And he was like, nah, we'll just take the nab. We'll give it to someone else. But he was like, but you'll know that was yours. And so the sergeant who was part of that uh, team that went out, got the NAM. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got home. I uh, still had the nightmares. Uh, I woke up one night uh, uh-huh. screaming and choking the chick I was sleeping with that night. What? Yeah. So <laughs> that was good times. Yeah. No, no, that, that was the last time I saw her. <laughs> um it was just one of those things every time i had the dream it would either go off or the sergeant was next to me you know or more than just me was at stake in the dream and and more went wrong than what actually did and it it kept fucking with me and i remember on the 10 days home i was driving on the freeway and um i was in the fast lane and on the side where the little barrier was there was just some trash and it freaked me out where i swerved three lanes to the right and almost got into an accident uh and i knew i was like well fuck i'm fucked now (laughs) you know because i i live in the at that time the coachella valley which is a fucking desert you know it's an hour drive away from 29 stumps which is also a wonderful place to live oh yeah it's lovely (laughs) those poor bastards yeah um And so I, uh, when I, you know, you get 10 days of leave when you come home from a deployment, at at least as a reservist, and then you're supposed to come back. They do sensitivity training and, you know, this is how you're supposed to talk to your family and all this shit. I was like, oh, yeah, I could have, you know, needed that about 10 fucking days ago, (laughs) driving on the fucking freeway. And um, they kind of did the whole, you know, is there anyone, you know, they started taking people aside, you know, is there anyone? And they kind of already knew that was a little messed up and I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to talk to someone They got me, um, to one of the doctors on camp Pendleton and he gave me meds. Well, these meds you're not allowed to go to the field with. Yeah. And if you're with a fucking grunt unit, pretty much, if you your, can't uh, go to life. the field. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. Yeah. Also took my, uh, weapons card away, which that, that hurt. Um, Cause that, you know, doesn't matter what job in the Marine Corps, what are you at the end of the day?
3: Motherfucking rifleman.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And what's a rifleman without his rifle?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So, and then from there, uh, they were, um, they were thinking about medically separating me, uh, because I had a year and a half on my contract from the time I got home and I begged them. I begged them. I said, just give me a year. Give me, you know, give me the year and a half. Let me see if I can get off these meds. Let me do, you know, just give me, just give me what I have left. Please don't do it. And they were thinking about it and they are like, well, you know, if we, if we put in for the medical board and you get denied, then there's a six month guarantee that you will have to be on base and all that stuff. And they are like, so it, they had me sign a little thing stating that I, you know, refused Old, not refused but didn't want to be medically separated wanted time to you know figure things out as it as they put it Yeah. and uh, didn't <laughs> um, it just got worse um, the meds got different and the more different meds I got on the more and more that they kind of looked at me and was like hey you know um, it's not going to happen we're not going to allow you to reenlist enlist yeah and They told me it the day that they gave me corporal Oh, okay <laughs> They promoted me um, And Then uh, After the promotion and all that Formation I got called up to the office First sergeant said You know You deserved to be corporal But We're not going to allow you to reenlist. And I told them Could, could I give up corporal i just be being last If you let And And um, Yeah Yeah from there, uh, you know, trying to different jobs, uh, security, you know, I, I had fun time doing security cause you work at night for the most part, if you do security, Yeah, you do not people all that much, everything was great. You know, who at the time was my girlfriend, you know, didn't like sleeping alone, didn't like, you know, me working nights. So will find me a, you know, big boy nine to five job. Um, Went through vocational rehab with through the VA to try to become a veterinary assistant. Um, went through all the schoolings with that, and um, yeah, started working in the vet field in 2013. Um, and it wasn't until about it wasn't until my divorce actually that um, at the beginning of this year that I I I wasn't able to have my escape from work anymore you know my my ex-wife was my escape my ex-wife was the reason to work all the hours the reason to put up with all the bullshit the reason to smile at someone who you know didn't deserve to be smiled at you know and Mm -hmm. didn't deserve my kindness didn't deserve any of this shit you know and so when she left it was like what the fuck and i started treating people the way they treated me and you know how that shit goes
1: yeah (laughs)
3: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, especially if they yeah. dick
2: <laughs> yeah you know and I've been you know, I got home in 2010 um, and have been on meds ever since um, I take day or morning pills and then I take night pills to go to sleep uh, While taking pills, I noticed some side effects of, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, things like that, um, tremors, you know. So, throughout the years, the meds have changed because of the symptoms that I would get. But the fact would still remain, I'm still quick, quick on that trigger if someone pisses me off. Um, not the nicest person To be around all the time Kind of thing um, Suspicious of everyone uh, Can't go into a restaurant without Seeing how many people are there One, how many exits And the probability of shit goes down Me get the fuck out with all these fat people
3: Well shit man that, 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 you, That's, that's, that, that's you know? everyday life There man, that ain't nothing out of the norm well, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, but you know When you do it out of McDonald's Well yeah
3: well, hey, you know, man, when, I never meant to some suspect
2: McDonald's, so I don't blame you for none of that. <laughs> you know, and um, it wasn't until about 2000 and I think 15, no, 2014, um, I had a coworker worker uh, that smoked weed. And I was talking to him, uh, one day, uh, about, you know, cause he asked me, he was like, Hey, so, you know, so you're no longer in, you know, what happened over there? We talked to, he's like, dude, you need to smoke weed. <laughs> he's like, there's, he's like, he's like, go get a wreck, go ask for indica. He's like, it'll help your sleep. It'll put you to sleep and you'll be able to, you know, he's like, yeah, the dreams might still be there, but you, you'll actually be able to go to sleep. Um, I take, So, I take three different meds um, throughout the day. Three of them are for sleep. Three of them um, are to relax my body. Uh, One is uh, Prezotion, which is a um, heart pressure medication, which lowers my heart rate. Um, and then I take mirtazapine, which is a sedative to get me to sleep kind of thing. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I will sit there for four to five hours after I take my pills and be wide awake. Mm-hmm. And so I would supplement it with marijuana. And um, have been doing that uh, since 2015, actually. Um, I did notice that like, trying to do day smoking sometimes doesn't work because uh like with sativa oh, yeah. it gives you that energy but when you have that energy and when you have that hypeness you kind of you know overlook shit or not overlook <laughs> shit but you start to you know get back in the mentality of having to always watch around and yeah. you know everything like that a Little edgy. Um, yeah still a little edgy even though you're smoking weed so I would stick to night meds. Um, It wasn't until California passed the law that it would be uh, legal or that it's going to be legalized that I started to uh, want to grow my own. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, before then, before 2015, never smoked weed, um, barely drank until I was. Um, well once I turned 21 Then I started drinking I would drink like Once or twice You know You're 19 In the Marine Corps. You're gonna drink Oh yeah You know Someone's gonna hand you something Yeah See, that, <laughs> You know
3: That person was my mom Man I, t- <laughs> I came back from boot camp She's like You old enough to die For your country You old enough to have a drink
2: <laughs> Yep You know And so But before then I was straight laced You know I didn't smoke weed When I was younger Because it was against the rules It was illegal yeah. All that shit and, you know, um, so I've been growing. I had an outdoor grow that I just finished right now um, that eh, eh, it was okay. Um, I'm, my plans are um, to use – so it's helped me. I'm sorry. So weeds helped me a lot, and especially with my PTSD and, honestly, day-to-day life. Um, since I've gotten home in 2010 – it seems that we've lost at least one person from our unit yeah. um, each year um, since then. Um, and two of them were kind of instrumental in me getting help. Um, the Staff Sergeant Horton and Sergeant Jernigan. Um, Staff Sergeant Horton died in 2015 and staff sergeant jernigan died in 2016 and was actually buried on my birthday uh, january 16th of this year which kind of sucked also and it was all around the time that i was getting a divorce and i just uh, i would lie to say i don't think about it or that i hadn't thought about it and especially during that time of well fuck it if these guys you know these guys couldn't handle what fucking choice you know what fucking chance do I have
3: yeah now that you know, and, was that like comment related or they, you know that was their own means
2: no yeah and and you know with time it, it kind of got me out of that but they're you know not gonna lie and say oh I've never thought of it or I've never had the thought of I wish the bomb went off yeah. you know cause there there have been days where I just it would be so much easier yeah. you know If it would have just went off, I wouldn't have to deal with any of this shit. wouldn't have to deal with the people that I've had to deal with since I've gotten home, you know, or anything or or live the life that I've lived since I've gotten home. Yeah. Um, You know, going through a divorce with a person that I honestly wanted kids with and wanted to have a long ass family with and was willing to do any and everything to make that happen, you know, and so when that day happened where I was standing there and really, really thinking about it, um, I decided that I was going to do something to help others. Um, because others have helped me and others have made it to where I, you know, I, yeah, I'm no longer a Marine, but I'm on meds. I'm not, I'm able to sleep at least five hours a night, you know? And, I don't I don't want to lose another one. And it was it was real tough and it's been real tough. You know, like I said, we 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 came home with no casualties from the war, but since then we've we've lost people and it's it's devastating Um, you've probably talked about it before there's a statistic it's a 22 a day 22 a day yeah you know and that's that's outrageous that is absolutely outrageous so my plan has been since I've been growing weed is half of the crop half of my harvest will be made into edibles and um, I'll be going around to like VFWs um different places like that to hand out edibles to veterans in need veterans who are suffering that you know are on medications but need something else to help them through that maybe don't know too much about marijuana or still is a little taboo to them you know things like that Um, i know that uh, there's a couple of uh, friends from my unit that uh have already since I've started it and have started, um, you know, showing it on Instagram and stuff like that are interested in it and would like to try them yeah, kind of thing, you know? So, um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I did my first harvest. I, it came out to, uh, 333 grams. So I have a buddy that I'm going to do a video with, uh, how to turn that into like, like a, thc hash and then turn that into to to concentrate or a rosin um uh, rosin's a new kind of craze kind of thing it's uh you know, it's, it's liquidy. It's all the THC yeah. without the actual plant matter
1: mm-hmm.
2: kind of thing. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, it's easiest to make little jellies with rosin. So that's, uh, that's my plan is I'm going to, you know, get all that done, make it into rosin, and then start making um, the edibles. Um, not going to do it for money. Uh, I, don't, I don't want anyone to pay me for it. Uh, this is thing to help me, and I have a blessed life now. Yeah. Um, even though all the shit I'm going through the situation where I'm at now With the life that I'm having right now um, I can't complain yeah. You know and If I could help out another veteran You know who who's not as Blessed as I am right now Then I want to You know And um, I'm actually getting uh, CBD or hemp seeds um, I'm actually going to be Start growing hemp also uh, f- with that, uh, there's two, there's two major uh, substances in weed, uh, THC, which is what gets you high, mm-hmm. and CBD, which is what is the healing factor. It's a, it's a, like a pain reliever. It also helps with PTSD. Um, it is a non, it's a way to. Not get high, but also to relax your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, when you're stressed out, your body's stressed out. You know, uh, uh,
3: I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, before I joined, I'm sorry. As I'm gonna tell you now, before I joined the Marine Corps, I smoked helluva weed. And, um, <laughs> just you going back through the weed talk is just like my mouth is watering right now. You talking, you talking about a steak to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because like, I, mean, I can't, I can't have none That's all. It's just like the job I got and all that other shit. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that that's another thing too is a lot of people have jobs, and a lot of people have jobs. A lot of veterans have jobs that still, you know, drug test. And so with that, you know, yeah, it's nice being able to you know hand out THC gummies and stuff like that because that will help. That'll help with sleep, everything like that. But if there's veterans who can't because you know of their job, we can do the CBD route. Um, I can make edibles with CBD, which are non psychoactive and also do not show up on a test because all they're testing for is the THC metabolites.
3: Mm, me yeah. and you might have to talk offline.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't grown it yet, I'm still waiting on the seeds, uh, but I'm definitely going to be getting that. I have an indoor grow going right now uh, where I am actually taking a video every day for about five to ten minutes on YouTube. To show you the uh, process of my indoor grow um, to hopefully um, I was able to get the whole system for under $1,000 is what it would have cost me. Mm-hmm. Um, all together of everything that I show on my YouTube channel, um, which is Turk Marine Guys Grow. Sorry for the plug. Uh, oh, but, yeah, you're going to do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pretty much what I did is um, I have a, it's a three by three uh, tent indoor little you know little grow it's a superponic hydroponic eight system which is a a deep water culture a top feed and aeroponics um and i have a 275 led watt light bulb which produces only 275 watts instead of but can replace a 400 watt light bulb so cuts down on cost kind of thing so what i do is I'm I've pretty much just I take a video every day Of the process I show everything um, I'm gonna show everything If I fuck up Then I fuck up If the plants die Shit The plants fucking die
3: you So know, at least they know What not you- to do <laughs>
2: Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, um, when you grow weed, you're going to kill plants because you're gonna give either too much attention or too little attention, and things are gonna happen. And it's just it's what happens when you grow weed.
3: And you you there, and um, playing some uh, Sade and stroking your plant leaves and they're talking to them and shit,
2: I'm sorry. What was that?
3: I said uh, you and uh playing some um shy day and um stroking your plant leaves, talking to them softly and shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not at this moment. Uh, there's still little seedlings. There is a lot of growth. Uh, we're on day 20 right now, actually. Um, and with the nutrients, I, I got nutrients for free from uh, one of the hydro stores near me. Uh, they had free samples of them, and I called the people up. asked them when I could start, and they said right away. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've seen a huge, huge growth since I started using the nutrients. Um, And the reason why I wanted to do it is I would always put in, before I started my grow, how to grow weed and YouTube. And yeah, there was, you know, there was a ton of videos, but it was more of look at my grow. Look at it. This is, you know, this is my weed on this day.
3: Would you look at it? Would you just look at
1: it? (laughs)
2: Did yeah, just look at just it? it. They, they wouldn't <laughs> tell you about what nutrients they're using, how many times they water, how much they water, why they would water, you know, how, why they would trim, what, you know, things like that. And I found it very hard um, at first to, you know, to even start up growing my own weed um, because there was, there's a lot out there, yeah, but there was never like an in depth of, look, this is what you have to do. Do this step, this step, this step to start. Then you do this, you know, all this kind of stuff. Or, you know, they wouldn't show you what they were using because, you know, everyone. Oh, well, this is my personal grow, and you know, that's going to cost me money if someone else knows my thing. Yeah. And to me, it's it. Pfft, I'm not trying to make money off this, man. You know. And if even if I was, even if the person right next door to me has the same exact grow, he used the same exact seeds. And did everything I did. It's not going to affect me, and it's not going to affect my meds that I grow for myself, yeah. kind of thing, you know. And honestly, all it does is cause more competition because the better, the better that I start growing, and the more that I learn. Because I'm going to be learning with you guys. Because I've never done indoor grow. I have a couple of friends um, that do it, and I'll call them up every once in a while and be like, "Hey, what the fuck," <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, they'll kind of guide me along. They helped me with my outdoor grow. They guided me along. Um, and I just I, I want to be able to give that back to, you know, veterans that either can't afford to buy the amount of weed that is needed per month for their, you know, personal use and, and, and their own medications that they can. You know, grow it and and at a cost, you know, at a smaller cost than what you would think it is. Um, outdoor grows, all you pay for is water pretty much
1: mm-hmm.
2: with an outdoor grow. Uh, once you buy the soil, once you buy the pots, once you buy the seeds, everything else is the cost is water because you have no lights. You don't have to worry about lights. You got the sun, you know. Uh, you don't have to worry about trimming too much because with outdoor, uh, you want as much as you can with outdoor. Yeah. So, you don't have to spend even too much time with that either. You don't have to trim them down throughout like you would with an indoor grow. You know, you can let them get as big as possible outdoors depending on the pot size, depending on your grow area. You know, mm-hmm. if you have, if you have the means to be able to plant it in the ground, that's the best. Okay. But... You know, that means you can't move it. That also means that if you have a gardener like I do, you can't bring them inside because you don't want the gardener fucking with them. Uh, you can't bring them inside if it rains, which also will fuck with your plants because uh, overwatering and underwatering look exactly the same. That's what sucks. If you water too- your weed too much, it will look as if you're not watering it at all. And so you start to think, oh, shit, am I not giving it enough water? <laughs> and then you give it more water and then it dies.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's horrible.
2: Or if you plant it in the ground and you don't have the right soil, like uh, the soil I have at my house, I did a little test. I showed it on the videos. My soil is shit. <laughs> so I'm I'm never going to plant because I planted four and they died within two days. Huh they're done Hardly. done i had i had them in little cups that were in uh the nice fertilizer fertilizer that i had my other outdoor plants in i did a little video of transplanting them into my soil and within two days they're dead done so yeah never gonna actually plant uh down at my house but i did find this big ass like a like a wooden one for like Palm trees, you know,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm going to use that one next year. I'm going to have one plant next year and that's, that's going to be it. That's, that's the plan. Get about a hundred, I think it's a hundred gallons worth, I think would fill it up. So I'll I'll hit up my buddy, see if he has about a hundred gallons of of the soil. um, And that's what I'm going to do for next year's outdoor grow. But um, in between then I have the indoor grow. Um I have enough nutrients right now to where um uh, for free to do like five grows so um that's what I'm going to be doing with that. Um
3: make that bitch like I said, a Christmas tree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um I've I've seen online um other people's outdoor setups with that kind of soil pot hole, you know, pot and they're huge. So I'd be very happy with that one
3: see man we've been going at this for an hour and this, these are the interviews that I really enjoy man I mean you I didn't have to ask you any questions you answered you <laughs> talked about everything that I was going to ask you about you know what got you in the Marine Corps and so on and so forth I mean you even gave me a little extra so man I really enjoyed this interview especially when you started talking about weed because I was just like, oh, like I was over oh, yeah. uh, well, I, itching I and scratching wouldn't mind and shit coming
2: back. <laughs> oh yeah the, the first one I just you know I had to give a little background of why it means so much to me why I'm doing this why I'm taking the time why I'm I spent the money you know why I'm I'm doing everything I can to you know to try to do this because I'm, I'm going through it myself you know and I've, I've had those nights where I've sat in a dark room and kind of just talked to no one kind of thing or i've had the times where there's no fan blowing or there's no noise and so i start talking to myself in my head you know not hearing voices but you know hearing your own voice kind Mm -hmm. of thing and then after a while you kind of get used to that and then people you know you know like talking to other people yeah you know i've i still go through stuff like that i still have days where i'll cry out of nowhere, you know? I'll still have days where the smallest little thing can offend me and send me off into a rage where I'm grabbing my fucking knife and threatening my gardener to get the fuck off my land because I didn't know it was him, kind of thing. Man. You know, like, still deal with that type of shit even though I've been on meds, I've done therapies, you know, the weed has definitely helped. 100%, What? 100%, I can honestly say that. The meds have helped, but I have noticed if I'm not on my meds, it just takes about three days to go right back to being absolute shit.
3: Now, um, you know what you was talking about with the weed and, uh, and conversation, conversation, in combination with the uh, marijuana and everything, have you ever thought about tapering off the uh, medication and upping the dosage in marijuana?
2: So with that, um, I tried um, actually, and, uh, I did not like the results because I think of <sighs> your body adapts and your body gets used to it. Mm-hmm. And if you stay on a certain med long enough, your body mm-hmm. starts to crave it. Um, no matter what, it, every everything, everything becomes quote unquote addictive, just like how food becomes addictive, yeah. just like how water is addictive, because it, it gets to a point where your body recognizes that chemical recognizes that pill and recognizes, Hey, this is what I've been having every single day for the past five years. Where is it? You know, and it's, I'm at a point where I don't know if I can. Cause I, like I said, I, I went off of them for, for about two weeks and it, it wasn't good. Mm. Uh, when I did smoke weed, it, um, it would help but there were still times where because i was smoking weed during the day now it wasn't as effective as it was at night you know yeah. um when nice. i get when i go to a dispensary um i ask them for it's called couch lock um, <laughs> self-explanatory i got you <laughs> yeah um the way you get a couch lock effect with weed is you let it Right before it's about the harvest, you let it go for a couple more days. So, and um, the way the way that it goes is the little trichomes, the little crystals. Okay, when they start forming on the bud, you can actually look at them under a microscope, and they'll be clear. When they're clear, they're just starting to form. Okay. Then, as time goes on, as as, as the harvest starts or as uh, flowering time gets to the end, they'll start to get milky. Okay. Um, and usually people will harvest around that time because that's when the weed, the trichomes, everything like that is at its most potent for for feeling high. Okay. So you will, you know, you'll get the cerebral effect best if you have the milky trichomes. Mm-hmm. But if you wait until the trichomes turn an amber color um, or a darker color. You get the couch lock effect. You get more of the sedative effect instead of like the cerebral high. You get actually more CBD content also. Each plant, each strain has a trace of CBD depending on when you harvest it, okay? No matter what strain, no matter if it's sativa, no matter if it's indica, okay? If you wait long enough, you will get traces of CBD in it with, you know, and that's part of that couch lock effect. The couch lock effect is the relaxing of the muscles. The um, your head feels like a bowling ball. It's real heavy. Your eyes are real heavy. It's it's not it's not a I'm gonna laugh and giggle. It's a I'm gonna literally sit down on the couch and probably fall asleep. Or like with what I do, I smoke right before I go to sleep. And then I lay down and I relax and I let it kind of wave over me and I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Some people say it's a waste of weed to smoke before you go to sleep because you're sleeping. But if you're using it to go to sleep, it's definitely not a waste. Exactly. Um, I let my plants uh, get to where half of it was uh, amber and half of it was milky. So to still kind of get the head high but Definitely going to get some of that sedative effect, um, kind of thing. Um, because again, I I use it personally for nighttime meds uh, to help me throughout um, the night. Sometimes I will smoke during the day if I know I'm going to go to a place that's going to be fucking packed with people, like Walmart. Dog, so I have <laughs> I no fucking Walmart. clue how you do it. <laughs> I don't fucking know how you do it. I would lose my mind if I spent that much time at Walmart.
3: Hey, man. I don't know. I guess I'm a, I'm a rare breed. I don't know.
2: Like, like, I admire the way that you're able to just be around that. Be around the people. and And the people...
3: See, see the, I think that's the thing, man. I mean, and the
2: people,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> I think that's the thing, man. The it was, people, <laughs> it's just like, um, in, in the Marine Corps, that's, that was the thing for me. It was the people, you know, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just like to be around the people, man. And so, I mean, it, I guess it's like, it's still kind of that way or whatever. And then, you yeah. know, it's Walmart, so not only am I getting good deals and low, low prices, <laughs> I'm seeing this, these these sideshow acts and everything.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I hate it, too, when when the, the last uh, movie of a series comes out and then they come out with a okay, $25 box set. Yeah, son of, of a bitch.
3: Cause I yeah, son cause, of a bitch. Alright, check it out, because I, 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 I did a video on that today i see you've been looking at my instagram um i bought the first transformers movie when it came out so that was like almost 20 dollars then i bought the second one that was almost 20 dollars. so they got five movies now <laughs> so over the time that i yep. bought them all individually i have spun over a hundred dollars so now they come out with a fucking box set for 40 i was like you son of yep. a bitch <laughs> son of
2: a bitch oh yeah all right, so I don't know. Um, okay, so something bothered me today. Okay, I don't know if you've heard about it with the whole Steelers player thing. Oh, the one guy. That whole, yeah, that whole bullshit this weekend. Yeah. My thing was, I'm all for it. He's a veteran, you yeah. know. He served. That's what you're supposed to do. I, I did a little post on Instagram of like, you, you know, United States Code. For when the national anthem happens, and it specifically states, people in the military in uniform and or veterans must, you know, stand for the mm-hmm. anthem and do all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't like that the coach made him feel Im- and impelled to say he was sorry. You know, yeah. the the same right that the team had to sit out the national anthem is the same right that he had to stand for. It. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I joined the Marine Corps. I did it to preserve the rights of Americans under under United States flag.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, under that United States flag, people are allowed to burn it. People are allowed to protest. People have the right to free speech. People have the right. Uh, to assemble and do all this all this stuff. Absolutely. But you need to understand also with the right to do bad also comes the right to do good. Mm-hmm. And you cannot ostracize one guy for doing what he felt and what he's been told to do when the national anthem happens because you want to protest something else. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> Whether it's for the flag, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care that they knew I, I didn't care when Kaepernick did no I didn't even. Cause yeah It had it had to do with the police And guess what I fought for the right For that dumb fuck To be able to do it Yeah That's you know <laughs> That's why I laugh It's like It's like yeah I don't If someone burns the flag Yeah it's going to anger me But That's their fucking right If they're an American citizen That's their right Now if they're in Saudi Arabia If they're in Afghanistan I'm gonna have words yeah.
3: Yeah, I you mean, know? you outside of this country fucking up this country's exactly. flag, you know?
2: But as an American citizen, you have the right.
3: Yeah, and then man, it you just know? goes into a whole bunch of things. It's like, you no, know, people are upset because you're not upset. I hate that shit. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's, I mean, they they are all right right now. They are, everybody that's doing what they're doing right now everybody every last one of them are completely right if they're taking the knee because of injustice in america or whatever boom that's great you you, you're right if you like the guy the veteran i mean he's paying an honor to his uh you know his brothers and sisters in arms or whatever that's his right. Hey, he was a he, ranger. He, he was an officer. He is right. If you've taken <laughs> you taking a knee know? or sitting out for Kaepernick or you know injustice in the NFL for whatever the fucking reason, you are right. So why He's, are you even mad for you know, everybody's doing right?
2: <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it just kind of made me mad that I saw I saw the video of him. It was like, you know I I made my coach look bad. I made my team look bad. And I was like what no like no you you did what you were told to do yeah and that's another thing i think (laughs) you know and 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 my 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 feeling is forced patriotism or fake patriotism is worse than no patriotism yeah you know you don't have to stand for the pledge of allegiance that's absolutely fine jehovah's witnesses do it every single time that's absolutely fine that is part of of what's great about this country is you're allowed to do shit like that. You're allowed to say no when everyone else says yes. Because we live in America. We don't live in fucking Afghanistan where a woman is not free. <laughs> you know, she's like a piece of clothing to these guys sometimes. You know? You know, and it's.
3: I know, it's frustrating, dude. <laughs>
2: It's one of those things of it's a lot of people complaining about things that they've either never fought for or have no idea why they should be even mad about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw no reason of why that veteran should have got talked to or anything. I don't even understand how anyone could even think of telling a veteran, hey, don't stand up for the American flag and for the national anthem unless that veteran absolutely hated everything about it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and shit like that. But outside of that, like I, I wouldn't be offended, but I'd look at someone like, what the fuck are you thinking? No, I'm going to stand. I'm going to put my hand over my heart. all that shit, I fought for this shit. Yeah. You, you don't have to, you don't have to. Um, I don't know that, like I said, that just kind of made me mad with the veteran thing. And I, and like, I don't want to take it to a racing, but, there's a part of me that feels if he was black and did that, he wouldn't have had to apologize. Mm-hmm. You know. If, uh, shit, I would if, be able to give him shit <laughs> if he was black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it it, it just it, it makes no sense. It, it still doesn't make any sense to me. Um know because there's there's a lot of people that yell a lot there's a lot of people that fucking i hate this country this country is blah 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 blah," all this shit and it's like dude because you live in this country it's the only reason why you're allowed to talk that way yeah you know like saddam what did he used to do cap a motherfucker cut the hand (laughs) exactly
3: Exactly Hang them from a goddamn street sign (laughs) There
2: ain't There's not pictures on every goddamn building of Trump There's not statues all over the fucking United States of Trump (laughs) Or any other president that we've had Except for a couple But not just one president all the way through Like it used to be with him Yeah Shit, there are still buildings with memorials of him in Iraq Yeah my, my buddy was just there. And he was like, oh, yeah, there's there's still – he's like, there's a couple buildings with uh, with his face on it still.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. You know what the
2: world I'm needs? I'm sorry. The world needs weed. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. Um, that's why I'm happy California uh, passed that because it's definitely going to help a lot. Um, I am – There are a lot of uh, weed advocates or advocates for weed for veterans. There are a ton of associations like Weed for Warriors, um, a ton of uh, like a buddy of mine, Old Glory Genetics. He grows and he also uh, uh, grows seeds. I'm actually getting seeds from him, too. Uh, He also does a thing for veterans. Um, There's a a lot of advocacy um, because... um, servicemen like myself are coming back and we're starting to see like it, we can't do it alone and it, and and it's it's either that or we drink yeah <laughs> and drinking will kill you harder than than weed will because the drinking is gonna affect the meds
3: The liver and and or react shit. with the
2: yeah. meds you know because like me i i don't drink because i can't if, if i if i drink a beer i i can't take my night pills because i could die <laughs> you know so i i don't drink that sucks i was at a marine i was a marine you know what that means uh, yeah i drank
1: like a fish
3: <laughs> like a
2: fucking fish like a fish
3: like right now i'm doing like a 30 day well, not 30 days it's like it's a 12 week stand of this med- this medication or whatever and i can't drink do to 12. Months. Oh. And like I mean I'm not antibiotics? Yeah, like I'm not sad. Oh. I'm not sad about it or whatever, but it's just like <laughs> every now and then I forget and I go in the refrigerator and like, "Oh shit, I can't have that."
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know and that's one of the things with with marijuana, there there's there's been nothing to where, oh, it's a, you know, if you take it with this medication, you know, you'll die or it'll have adverse side effects or anything like that. Um, no matter the different meds that I've taken since I've started smoking weed, I've never had a adverse or bad effect of doing both. Mm-hmm. But I have thrown up because I drank a beer and took my pills.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I have, I've done that. I've had the most horrible uh, diarrhea from the pills that I take sometimes, um, absolute horror. Like just it, just just water. Mm. Just <laughs> just water. That's it. No no nothing. I'm not constipated. Nothing. Just just water.
3: Man, <laughs> that's that damn Iraqi soup.
2: Oh fuck yeah. You know, but it. That's uh, you know. It's another reason why I want to help out other veterans is. Some of them are drinking while taking medications, you know, because the medications, yeah, they help, but your body gets used to it. Your body starts to adapt. Your body starts to become tolerant, yeah. you know. Um, when I started taking mirtazapine, my night med, I started at 10 milligrams. Mm-hmm. I'm up to 45 now.
3: Oh, well, shit?
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, and and there's still some room to still go up. She said She said say, For safety reasons The highest I can go Is 75 milligrams So I still got some You know God, <laughs> God damn what she You know that? But like, But I can't I can't be honest With the VA And say You know I smoke weed yeah. Because it's still a taboo Yeah they blood test me Yeah they're not As stringent anymore And, and yeah. they're not Going to take away Benefits and stuff As long as you live In a state That uh, Has <laughs> medical marijuana Yeah you know because uh you know sometimes they use those blood tests to take away benefits mm. cuz if you're doing uh meth or amphetamines of any kind, opioids or any shit like that, you know, that's 100% illegal and bad and you know shit like that so things like that can get your benefits taken away. Yeah. You know.
3: And man, I can get getting out. And, um, you know, I was having trouble sleeping and shit, too, man. And now they gave me this shit. I forget what the name of it was, man. But it would put me down and I would just have all kind of crazy dreams and shit I'm dreaming about dragons and fucking <laughs> all kind of crazy shit man and then when I would wake up the next morning I'd just be like a slug man it's just like my head is heavy and like, I, I was like man take me off of this shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah they um they had me on Seroquel and Ambien when I first got home Seroquel Ambien and Zoloft and it didn't do shit <laughs> Like I would I would work out at night because I, w- I would get so bored. Yeah, and that you was a thing. Three I in the fucking morning. You know, three in the fucking morning on a Thursday.
3: Yeah, that, that was what I was doing too, man. I was there up until like three, four o'clock in the morning playing video games and shit. And it, yeah. it got to a point to where my wife was like, if you up past a certain time, don't even come get in the bed because I got to get up and go to work tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know? alright man but yeah, uh, it's almost dinner time oh yeah uh, man I appreciate this man I'll definitely come back on again oh, yeah. talk more about uh, the grow and everything like that um, I know like I said we, we barely scratched it and again it was. I want to tell more of the backstory of, of why yeah. this means so much to me and why I'm putting so much time and effort um, into this
3: you oh, yeah. know hey man it's a great cause and I, I appreciate the effort that you're putting into it dude
2: well thank you I appreciate it too and I know we didn't serve at the same time. We weren't in the same units, but thank you for your service, because honestly, you made it possible for me. You paved the way for me. Um, and I say that to all veterans that are older than me, because without you joining, it, it, it get, you know, it wouldn't have given me a chance to join.
3: Man, I appreciate you for you, you know, taking in, uh, taking up my footsteps and everything and all that stuff. <laughs>
2: well they're big footsteps, staffs aren't
3: here we, are. we we're in here circle jerking each other and shit
2: yeah I know right <laughs> <laughs> alright
3: well alright man hey you've been to <laughs> the show and, oh shit they're fighting, they
1: fighting. <laughs>
3: I think I heard an RKO or something <laughs> so yeah I was outside <laughs> yeah but uh, man you've been against the, the show man it was a pleasure talking to you or hearing you speak and, oh yeah um, it's you've, always
2: you've, a pleasure man yeah,
3: thank you you're welcome to come back anytime dude
2: all right. I'll, I'll definitely uh, let you know uh, the more we get into the grow. Again, look me up on YouTube. It's all one word. Turk the Marine guys grow anywhere else. Or not, well, Turk the Marine guys. And, and I'm also on Instagram under Turk the Marine guy. <laughs> Shazam. And uh, yeah, that was that was a nickname I actually got from RBR. Uh, from Paul. Yeah. Paul called me that one day, and uh, it just kind of stuck. I remember. <laughs> yep.
3: Because, <laughs> like, uh, I remember when it came up, and I was like, "Hey, that guy's a marine. I need to get in touch
2: with him." <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Rob. All right, take the easy, uh, man. the girls looking a little err at me. <laughs> But um, but yeah, man. um, Anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if this helps any veterans, if my if my channel helps any veterans, uh, that'll make me happy. Even if just one. Um, So, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, man. All right, dude. Take it easy. All right. You have a good night.
3: And that's it. Got another episode in the books. Episode ninety two. We are. Fastly approaching uh, Episode 100 Still don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do You know to celebrate or anything Or even if I'm gonna celebrate it's probably just gonna be Business as usual I mean it's a milestone I did a little something something for episode 50 Uh, I did a little something something For the year anniversary And um Yeah Might do something for 100 But other than that, um, I hope you took away something from this podcast. You know, people have problems and it's good to air those things out. It's good to say them out loud. I mean, I believe the more that you talk about it with other people or just even say it out loud or anything like that. I mean, you take your power back. You don't let this thing take control of you, you know? So, um, Man I, You know just even listening back to the audio When I when I tried to edit this stuff I mean it still stung a little You know just The fact that you know He was going through this stuff And you know when he was talking about He had of uh, you know Other service members that he Worked with that um, Kind of Took their lives so to speak In their own hands and um, decided to Exit this world You know and it's it's weird about those situations to where I've known, you know, Marines and other service members that um, committed suicide, and you know when people talk about it, they're like, I would have never thought he was the one to do something like that, and I've been and it's unfortunate that I've known people. To be advocates for other people to talk them down off the ledge of suicide, and they were the ones themselves that you know committed suicide you know i've I've had many Marines say that if it wasn't for such and such, you know, I probably would have killed myself, and then to have that person that talked them down kill themselves. You know, that that oh man, it's just this is fucked up, man. I'm sorry, I, oh man, it's just it's it's fucking bad, man. I, I There's no words that I could use or, you know, how I can explain, you know, how shitty of a, a deal it is, man. Because, I mean, you take yourself out. I mean, you just leave us here. You know, to pick up the pieces. You know, your mother, your father, or whoever raised you, or whoever's close to you. You know, we had to sit here and uh just roll around in the fact that you're not here. You know, so if you if if you're out there, if you're hearing this, if you think no one cares, we really care. If you need help, you know, just ask for it. Don't be afraid. Nobody'll judge you because they would I would guarantee they would rather you ask for that help and um than not say nothing at all and just suffer inside and do something bad. Anyway, let's get on out of here before I start tearing up and crying like a little bitch and shit. Um you can find me on Twitter at it's be rob. That's I T S B R O B. Um, if you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, uh, that's where you could do it. At. You know, I appreciate all the uh, retweets and likes and everything. And um, also, you can find the show on Twitter as well at 3 show That's 3 the letter R S H O W. Um, you can go to randomrobcast.com. And you can look up ways to help the show advance and grow. You can uh, use my Amazon links. You click on the Amazon banner. It'll take you to Amazon. And then you just shop like you normally do, man. You uh, get some uh, screen protectors like I did recently because I got the iPhone 8 Plus. I'm not bragging. I'm just upgrading my device from a 6S Plus. Um And whatever you purchase from Amazon. Using those links, I get a little kickback on the end. Got merchandise as well. I'm working on some new designs. If you got any feedback on that, hit me up on Twitter. Um, you can also call the show. I don't never plug my phone number, but I always put it in the show descriptions. It's a uh, 304-825-5762. Man, that fucking suicide and shit. PTSD talk, bro. I'm sitting here going through my spill right now. I got my eyes closed and I'm just like trying to hold the tears in my face. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Um, You can watch me walk through uh, the halls of Walmart and uh, talk things and stuff. Uh, My kid was in there today, dressed in a peculiar outfit, if you want to check that out. She had a her hair scarf on with a basketball cap on top, Mitch Mac socks and some slides. Uh, think of pants getting a little bit of high water, so you get to see a little ankle. <laughs> and uh, man, that that's it. That's all I got. The round and with Rob is in association with Hush Your Face Entertainment, a group of podcasts that come together to, you know plug our shit, not our orifices or each other's orifices, but (laughs) the good word of podcasting. And um, as always, I'll see you next time.